Okay, let us begin. Let us begin, Baruch Hashem. We're blessed to have a new day. We're blessed to have a new life because your life, your life is happening. Yossi, your life is happening right this moment. Everyone's always waiting for their life to happen. Everyone's waiting for something to happen to them. We don't wait for something to happen to us. We create what it is that we want to create in life because life... Exactly. Beautiful. Rabbi see. Exactly. The pshat is, the pshat is, is that, is that every day, every day a person is created new to give him new choices and new ways that a person wants to live his life. So what are we waiting for? That's the question you have to ask yourself. You have to ask yourself, what am I waiting for to live the life that I want to live? What is it that I'm missing in my life that I need to wait to have in order for me to live the life that I want to live? And I think that one of the things that we all struggle with the most is what we struggle with. I do have to say now that uh, I have the opportunity, right, as we're here in yeshiva just to give, uh, just to give a, a very hush of a person Nachas, and the reason I say a chash of a person, Nachas, is that uh, Tzvi Koenig has been. Tzvi Koenig has been in yeshiva, Baruch Hashem, now his third year. And what we're talking about now, right, his mother's outside right here listening in. That's why I want her to hear the Nachas that I was just saying a minute ago to her. And I just have to say, what we were just talking about is, is the ability to create the life that you want. People, I was talking to somebody over Shabbos, I was saying, why do people suffer? <laughs> the reason people suffer, I don't mean suffer like uh, the Holocaust. I'm saying, why do people suffer mentally? Why do people suffer and they don't feel good about who they are? Because they think that there's something else that is controlling them. The second that a person realizes that they are in full control of their life and they can create the life that they want to have. Nothing, no one will create your destiny except for yourself. And the reason I'm saying that is that if you have one conversation with Menashe Tzvi Elimelech, with Tzvi Koenig, who's mamish didn't come to his level that he's on and his connection to Torah, his connection to Hashem. Besides the fact that Ben Adam Chavera, I don't think I, he probably never ever spoke a word of Lashon Hara that I've ever heard. His Ben Adam Chavero is impeccable. It's something that you can mamish get a bracha from him. So you should have nachas to hear. And Baruch Hashem, we get shuki once in a while over here. Baruch Hashem, we're blessed to have the brother, the brother as well. I won't tell them back, and I won't. I don't know. Right? But what's the pshat? The pshat is that, how does that come? You know, you know how it comes? It doesn't just fall minashamayim. It comes from day in, day out. How many notebooks? How many notebooks on gratitude? Right? He has three. No, you have one with you now? It's upstairs. He has three notebooks of gratitude. Three notebooks. And that's what Rabbi C said. What did Rabbi C say? We don't read, we don't read books. See, see, in Minashamayim. Right, we rehearsed earlier, me and Ripsi, right? right? What, what did Tzvi say? How did he start off Rabbi Tzvi? He says, we don't read books, we write books. What does that mean? What it means is, is that you write your gratitude. It's not the shot about being thankful. Oh, I either am thankful, I'm a thankful guy, or I'm not a thankful guy. Become a thankful person. Be somebody who is happy. Be someone who wakes up in the morning and says, I'm not going to think negative anymore. I'm not going to speak Lush and Har anymore. Someone told me, Yisrael Stadler, I have to mention him already, he left me a voice note because I told him we miss him already in Yeshiva. He told me that the week that he got home in America, in the five towns, he says he went, he spoke to his mother, spoke to his parents and says, I want to start learning purity of speech every day. Every day, that's what he says. And he spoke to his parents and said, we're going to learn purity of speech. We're not going to be speaking any Lush and Hara. And they were so excited to be doing that. And I was thinking, you know how incredible. So anyway, just to give Mrs. Koenig nachas, right? Tzvi is a light, 
a beaming light to this yeshiva, and it did not come. Obviously, it comes, you know, from Aniavdecha ben Amasecha. Comes from from the tefillas, from the avoda of, of your mother, of your father. But but the avoda that you've put in over here is uh, there's nothing greater. It's like it's like imagining visiting, you know, your child who's in Manhattan. Imagine a, a mother going to Manhattan, Lahavdal, and visiting, and say, oh, this is my son. He's a CEO making $17 million, right, a month, right, uh, not a year, a month, $17 million, you walk around with pride and say, yeah, that's my son, I taught him everything he knows, right, this is, that, that's nothing, that's nothing, living a life of gratitude, li- living a life of Torah, living a life of ruchnius, living a life of what, you know what, even more, living the life that you want to live, Living the life that you want to live. How many people can say that? How many people can say you're living the life that you want to live? Hashem should help us all. Should help you have a lot of nachas. Should help us all follow in your way, Tzvi. And we should all be zocha to live the life that we want to live. Okay, so as we continue in this yeshiva... Okay, in this yeshiva, the way we want to live our uh, daily life in this yeshiva is we want to live a life where we don't speak bad about others. We want to live a life where we're speaking positive. We want to live a life over here where we are working on our Bein Adam L'Chavero. As the Chavetz Chaim says clearly, a person who is careful with the way he talks about other people will eventually not have any problems with Bein Adam L'chavero, will not have any other problems with other people. It all begins with your speech. Right? It's one of the reasons it says that Kalal Yisrael was in Mitzrayim. The reason we were in Mitzrayim is because that Moshe Rabbeinu says, oh, now I understand why we're on Gullus. The reason we're on Gullus is because of Dustin Vaviram. We see that there are people who speak bad about the Jewish people. So therefore, our tikkun for Gullus, our fixing of Gullus, is through our Bein Adam L'chavero. So we will start with that. As it says, one who talks or instigates others to talk Lashon Hara is compared, I'm on page 199, day 79, yeah, Morty? is compared to a poisonous snake. Why? Why are compared to a snake as opposed to any other harmful animal? Most animals attack their prey for the purpose of consuming them as food. However, when the snake bites, it causes great harm to his prey. However, he gains nothing from it. So too, one who talks lush and harm and causes people to suffer needlessly. When you talk negative about someone, Another person suffers tremendously. You could have, in a group of friends, you start talking Lashon Hara to somebody, about somebody, you start doing Rechilas, right? Rechilas is when you tell another person, uh, you know what that guy said about you? And you cause a disconnect between two people. So he says, he, you, don't be- you don't benefit from it in a physical way. You might benefit to say, oh, I'm all that, but you don't really ultimately benefit. So the Chavetz Chaim says, the fact that people have a childish nature of always being curious of others' opinions about them. There is no physical, material, or spiritual advantage to be gained from knowing what others think about you. You know how painful that is? That somebody could walk into a room, right? It's painful. Walks into a room and he's going to try and figure out what everybody in the room thinks about him. Yeah, good luck in that one. Good, good luck in figuring out what everybody thinks about you in that moment and then five minutes later. So why take the chance of asking your friend, what did he say about me? Why even have the mental energy to say, what does that person think about me? Through such inquiries, one can cause a loved one to fall into the dangerous trap of Lashon Hara and Rechilas. And you see that the Chavetz Chaim understands human nature. Human nature, this is before social media. <coughs> Could you imagine? In social media, I don't know how it works. I've never been onto social media. I'm not from that generation. I have no idea how it works. But I assume it's an added way of a person, right, seeing how other people think of you or how you're looking at other people. So it's very, very uh, scary thing, says the Chavetz Chaim. Okay, question, comments, and then we'll get to the halacha.
have for me the water? That was me. Oh, you didn't get it? Do you mind? Because I don't know where that's from. Yeah. Question, comments? Oh, you're mayor. Oh, Morty. Oh, okay, thank you. Question, comments? Question, comments? We're good? Yeah? Okay. Let us begin the halacha. This is something that's very, very, very um, difficult. And this is uh, helping somebody um, say rechilas, which basically is, you're not allowed to ask a friend, what did he say about me? What did she say about me? If there's a strong chance that the response may contain negative information. Some people are always asking their friends what others think about them. If they don't get a response, they force their friend to answer them. Chavetz Chaim warns, if we would start listing the averis of such a person, the page would be too short to enumerate all of them. Wow, very scary. Very scary. So you have to be very careful of what questions you're asking people. Oh, what did that person, what does that person think? Yes, Yehuda. I was thinking that, that we, have to, we have to start asking ourselves what do we think about ourselves. We don't mm. have Beautiful, beautiful. You hear that? Beautiful. You want to first ask yourself, what do I think about myself? I think Shlomo Zalman said this the other day, is that when you have a negative opinion about yourself, when you yourself feel a certain way about yourself, so then you're going to find people to validate the way you feel. You're going to say, oh yeah, I feel this, this about myself, so I must be right. So you're going to find other people who are going to validate. When you feel good about yourself, and you say, oh, I feel good about myself, and you will find the people who will strengthen the way you feel good about yourself. So it all really begins with yourself, like Yehuda saying, beautiful. As opposed to worrying, what does this person say, think about me? And as we know, the more a person works on himself, and the more a person doesn't care what other people think, the more people actually respect you. It's the people who are so worried what everybody thinks about them who have the worst time. Poor, I always feel bad for those people. Poor, those people who are so self-conscious of everybody because those are the people where everyone's like, oh, you know, I don't hold the view. But a guy who is, does his thing, as Ripsi says, he stays in his own lane and he does his thing, right, as Arnateggi walks in, right? 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 As Arnateggi walks in. Right, when you do your own thing and you drum to your own beat and you don't care, you don't care nobody. Right, you don't care nobody and you're just living your life. When you're living your life, the way you got to live your life. So people are like, because all people ultimately want to do is they want to just live their life. It's all people want to do. Okay, Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should all be Zoha. Yes, Rabbi Tzvi. If, if you get a hundred on your test and someone tells you, Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, same thing. If you know you're good or you know, so who cares? Right, right. Beautiful. It's very true. Uh, Shkoyach, yes. We start yes. Up, um, we Right, so the Chavetz Chaim is saying there's no, he says there's no materialistic benefit. You don't get anything. It's in that second you get an emotional good feeling. There's nothing that you gain. It's not like you're gaining um, something. It's like jealousy. You don't gain anything when you're, you don't gain anything. Okay, so let's say, now I'm going to say business, right? So, like, someone told you something about, about somebody and you have the opportunity to, I hear, I hear. So we have to look that up. I hear. He, it's, it's quoted from him. Maybe what he's saying is, I don't know, maybe what he's saying is that it's Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. You have to look it up. I hear. He's, say, he's saying that in business, if you could, uh, I don't know, uh, find out something about someone, I don't know. That's also hard to say that go and buy all his assets for much cheaper. Right. I mean that could be Latoellis. That's not. That's not. You're not doing. You're not. You're not. Oh, you're not 
getting it because you're happy he's bankrupt. You're just getting, yeah, I'm not sure. You have to look it up what, what exactly he's talking about. I'm not sure. Right, right. You're not taking advantage of him. You can take advantage of the situation. I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear. I'm not sure. I don't know. I have to look up what exactly, what do you mean? It could be business would be different. It could be in a situation like that. Maybe he's not talking about that. That could be where you're looking into different businesses and you're looking out for deals like that. That would be different as opposed to just sitting around the table talking negative about somebody or talking with Chilas about someone. He's probably talking about that. Huh? The guy who's going to sell it anyway. Right, right. It's okay. Yeah. But I hear. Yes. Either way, the amount of money someone is going to make will decide on Rosh Hashanah. So you go and Rosh Hashanah about someone's going to make rather than making money on Rosh Hashanah. Very nice. Very nice. Beautiful. Right. That's true also. Right. He's saying you're going to get that anyway. He's saying it's in reality. There's no Again, I don't know. You have to look it up. I don't know. He's just saying materialistic gain. I'm not sure. I don't want to construe. I, I didn't think. I don't. I didn't think about it enough. I didn't look, look into it enough to give a real serious opinion about what exactly the Chavetz Chaim meant. I think I understood it just on a simple level. You're asking questions. What Ellie's saying is also very good, but you know, yeah, beautiful. Yes. Hi, Michal. Let's say like I mean, it's just popping mad, but let's say like a parent, right? Like he has getting on this Shiva and any Shiva. And like you know this you know this guy, you know what he's up to, you know what he's doing, and the parents mamish have no clue. They think their son is doing this, and you know that their son is doing this. Are you allowed to like I don't know, but tell them like let them know that like you have no clue where your son's up to or even that that's like because let's say the son straight doesn't want you to do that. Like the Tom doesn't want you to tell him. Right. No business knowing in his opinion where he's up to. But you feel like they have absolutely no idea and they'll never connect with the kid if they don't know what he's up to. Right, so what's your question? Are you allowed to tell the parents where he's up to or that's us not? Well, if the son doesn't want you to, I would say probably, probably not. If it's not helping, are you helping out the, the son? I don't know. I That's what I'm saying. I need like a live. I need a live example. Otherwise, it's hard. It depends on the case. Every case is very different. I would need a live. I would need a live example. Yeah. Like personally, back when I was in high school, my parents thought I was this side of Gilmore. I mean, you were. You were. You were. I wasn't excited to come but uh, no buts. Anyway, my parents found out that I was smoking weed or talking to girls. They, they like, they freaked out. Then, so I would say that unless you know that the relationship is where that this relationship that they that they know, then I'm saying why not tell them? It's not. It's, that's how the relationship works. But if a relationship, you see, they haven't had a connection for 19 years, and like, and I, I would say it is like hard. Like the reason why they don't know anything is because there's a reason for that. The son doesn't want them to tell. They just don't have the relationship. Like, I don't think it's your anybody anybody's else's. That's not part of the family's job to get involved and like and say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think like that's very good, Shalom. I I think that. Michal, like I was saying, I think it depends on each case. You have to know the case of what, what you're... Uh... Hello. Uh, Hi, Shalom. Basically, I answer to Harav Shalom Zalman here some, uh, about uh, the Shalom doesn't have a negative effect sometimes, right? Like the snake bites or... Ali Behel once told me a long time ago that it was like a scientific study that found that when you speak gossip, it's actually bad for your health. Wow. So there is some sort of uh, negative thing by you, by Right, right. Beautiful. No matter. So wow. what are you saying? So, when you, it's just like, so it is like the snake that bites, it has no benefit. Uh-huh. Said, well, maybe it does have a benefit because it feels good. Might feel good, but but there's something uh, I don't know what in your brain something happens or usually people that gain from not saying it. You know, right, it's negative. Yourself. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself. Right, right. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Sky of flame.
we all we all know each and every one of us know we all know the the um, how dangerous it is once we become that person who is who is spewing and either giving out negative information or you're receiving negative information. If you are a person who's going to be hanging around people who are talking negative about others, or you're going to be the person who is asking and finding negative about others, ultimately you will suffer tremendously from that. Not even talking about from a spiritual sense, just as a friend, as a person. What goes around comes around. If you're a person who is looking for negative in others, and you're a person who is, who is always trying to get um, two people, right? you're always trying to get up, to be more up on somebody, as opposed to being okay with being who you are. Ultimately, in that moment, you might feel that you're better, right? Sometimes you could be sitting around and you say a joke and everyone laughs and everyone's like, oh, this guy is so cool, he's so funny. At the end of the day, you're going to lose from that. At the end of the day, you'll lose from that. As opposed to being the person who's the humble person who doesn't make the funny jokes about other people. He doesn't, he doesn't hurt somebody. Ultimately, it might take you longer to get that respect, but ultimately, you'll be respected. If you're a person who is that type of person, right? even in your case, I think, Shlomo Zalman, even if you're a person who will gain, if you're living your life to gain from other people's downfalls, then that's, that's ultimately it'll catch up with you. Ultimately it'll catch up with you. Right. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Correct. So Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should all be Zoha. And it's hard, right? It's the reason we're in Gullah still. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be Zoha to only think positive thoughts about others. And if we think negative thoughts about somebody else, to realize that it's okay, it takes time for a person to work on it, it's a normal thing for a person to see negative things in other people, but to realize that that's our avoda in this world. That's one of the reasons that we're put in this world. We're put in this world to live a life, to live a life of positivity, to live a life of gratitude, to realize how much blessing we have, to realize, because that's the truth. Talk about living a reality. The reality is, is that we have so much blessing to our lives. So Hashem should help us and all the Jewish people that we won't speak Lashon Hara today or any day, and we won't speak any Rechilas, us and all the Jewish people. Yes, Shalom. Um, I don't know, I feel like personally, I'm saying obviously you struggle with talking about other people, but right. I feel like personally what's harder is is on myself. I feel like I'm way harder than myself than I could be to any other any other person. Right. Mm. So I was like, so really should be working obviously on both, but I feel like once you are able to be not yes. negative by yourself. Yes. So so we said so beautiful so so beautiful Mitsora. Right, and we've spoken about this many times. Mitsora, which is the one who speaks Lush and Hara, becomes a Mitsora, is from Lush and Motsi Ra. Which means it's like an orange that you squeeze an orange. And what do you get out of the orange? Orange juice. Why? Because you get out whatever's in here. So a person who's speaking Ra is someone who has Ra inside of himself. So 100%. If I become someone who's totally within myself, tove and tove and tove, so then when you squeeze me, what's going to come out of me? Tove. <coughs> Make sense? So, so 100%. Okay, beautiful. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue in Perek Chavdalid, the 24th Perek in Mesil Zisharim. Obviously, it's a very high level, but we're going to talk about Yira today. Yira, as the Ramchal explains... As he says, Tsarach Shanaktim Kimine Ayira Heim Shnayim Shahem Shlosha. And he says like this The level that most of us, and we've spoken about this in the beginning of Hasidus, the level that most people live in their relationship with God is a lack of relationship. What does that mean? They live in the world, I mean, it is some level of relationship, but we'll call it an elementary school relationship which is 
reward and punishment. You get stars and you get stickers or you get punished. That's where most people stay, unfortunately, in their life and their relationship with God. As he says, yeah, more do you have it? He says, He says, there's nothing easier than being afraid that God is going to punish you. And he says, He says, that's the first one. Now, halavai, a person would do everything because he's afraid of God. Halavai, it would be very good if a person would live his life out of fear of God, right? As Rabbi Yochanan, right, the Gemara and Brachas, I don't think we got to it yet. Rabbi Tzvi, did we get to it yet? Where Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Tzvi, you know that Gemara? Okay, then we didn't get it to it yet, right? Where Rabbi Yochanan gave a bracha to his Talmidim that halavai, you should fear man, you should fear God, just like you fear man. So his Talmidim says, what kind of bracha is that? That's the bracha when you're on your deathbed. I think it was Rabbi Yochanan that he gave. At Halavai, you should be afraid of God like you're afraid of people. So what did he say? Yes, because when a person does an Avera, he doesn't do it publicly because he's embarrassed. So, so too, Halavai, that you, your relationship with God will only be based on fear. If everybody here had tremendous fear of God in the proper way that you're going to burn for it, or you're going to get reward for it, and if you knew that in the truth, because that is the truth, that everybody's going to have to pay for whatever they've done, that will prevent you from doing things wrong. When a person says, ah, big deal, ah, who cares about this, who cares about this, and ah, whatever it is. So he thinks in the moment, we're talking about in the moment, he thinks he's going to be okay from that. He's not going to be okay from that. He's at some point going to have to pay for that. Now that's a great level to start with, but it's a level that you start with. That's not a level that you want to end with. Yeah, Yasu, you had a question? Say, it's like a, this is not why like a ganef is worse than a gazlan. Oh. One robs it during the day. Beautiful. One robs at night. The one who's robbing during the night is kind of like... He's afraid of people. He's afraid of people. Very good. So that's <laughs> better. Like, so it's better. They said it's better, at least. Right. 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 Beautiful, yeah. That's good. I like that. When Yasi Jacob... When Yossi's sitting in Masil Zisharam, I feel like it's all good. When Yossi's here, I feel like we're, 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 in, we're in good hands. We're in good hands. Right? Yeah. Yes. I love it. Okay, now let's get to, so again, let, I know I'm, the point of, the, point of the, the Masil Zisharam here is not to focus on Yiras HaOnesh, which is, is that there are, there's a fact. The facts are that there are, um, what's the word? There are repercussions, and there are the ace din dying. Thank you. There is going to be a tremendous um, din. Now, what that din is, nobody knows. Nobody can understand what that din is. But like I've said to many guys here, right, that Hashem maybe gave you a free pass, right? How long does God give you a free pass for Hashem could say, you know what? I'm giving you a free pass till you're 20 years old. He could say, I'm giving you a free pass till you're 19 years old. He could say, I'm giving you a free pass till you're 25 years old. Because everything you went through with your upbringing and your father and your mother and your rebellion, and he gives you a free pass. The question is, when is it not free anymore? Right? So we don't know. If we knew when it was free to, so we'd be, okay, we'd say, okay, I'm taking off my life. And I'm going to do my thing until I'm, you know, I don't know, 23, because I got free passes. Because there's no question about it. If somebody has a certain way that he was brought up, or you have ADD, which most of us have, and you had a difficult childhood, and you had your Rebbe like this, and your father like this, and the culture was like this, so it could very well be that you get zero punishment, and there is no judgment on anything you've done. But until when... When does that, when's the expiration date? That's what you have to ask yourself. When's your expiration date for your free pass? Question, comments on that? Yes. A person will know, like, once you start feeling like the feeling of, wow, I could really be doing so much more than I'm doing right now. Like, I know this is, I could be doing better. And, like, it's coming from, like, a very real place. And it's always coming and coming and coming. I feel like that's when you realize, 
I gotta start pounding now, and because it's coming easier now than it always was, that means like, maybe, I don't know if it's over, but like that's like maybe the sign that it's start over. Like now it's time to right. when you right. feel better about it. Right. All right, we go. Okay. First of all, Shalom. I do want to say, I'm not sure. I definitely have a comment. I, I definitely have a I'll comment. I'm vulnerable. I'll say, I, I, I reached my last chance. I felt I felt the last time I gambled. You're good. You're I good. Felt, I felt like I had no more chances anymore. And it wasn't because, because I felt like I have more energy. The opposite. I felt like if I don't change my life, that's it. So uh, it's just the opposite. Sometimes when you, you can't do anything anymore, that's when, that's your last chance. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. wow. Now what I want to say, well, I'm so happy that Shlomi said that. I'm happy that Shlomi said that, because you know what that shows? We really don't know. We really do, have no idea. And the danger, the danger of life sometimes, the danger of life sometimes, and I remember, I remember, there was somebody who was, who was and, and God forbid, Hashem should protect everybody. I remember when I, was, when I was younger that there was someone who got into a car accident when they were like 18, 19 years old and they were driving on Shabbos. I remember everyone was like, oh my gosh. That's what? I say that's crazy. That's crazy. So because it was Shabbos. Whatever, right. I'm just saying, I remember, I remember, and God forbid, we can't judge anybody. I'm not judging. I don't know anything we're not judging. I'm not saying that that's why. That's why. We have no idea. We have no reason to believe anything. But I could tell you something. It made a tremendous, I'm talking about it, 20 years later. And I remember that impression where Chil Shabbos wasn't, unfortunately, what it is nowadays, where Chil Shabbos is, is more, you know, accepted, whatever that means. You know, that people, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, hit them as much. Right? But the shot is, is that, is that there's, a, there's a reality for a person to say, okay, I know that things are mutter, I know that things are asr, and again, you can't judge anybody because you have no idea. But there comes a point in a person's life, there comes a point in a person's life, and like Shalom said, like Shalom says, I don't know when that is. I don't know when that is. But there is a time where Hashem says, okay, buddy, um, it expired. You know, sometimes you go to the airport with your passport. I don't know if this ever happened to somebody. Or you go, I had, the, I had this the other uh, few months ago where someone asked me for my license. I forgot what the whole thing was. My license, and my license was expired. I was like, oh, wow. I didn't even realize because when was the last time I pulled out my license? And it was expired. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You don't want it to be like that in life. Yeah, Shlomo Zalman. Okay, I think um, our mindset can be either, meaning... Like we always say, it's none of our business is inspired. We have to do what we could if it's when we feel the energy or when we feel the light. Right, right, right. Like stay in your own lane. Right, what right. You're gonna do well, when you can do it. Don't worry when God decides. Well, no, the, arrived or not. well, well, well. You well, you do want to. You do want to. You can't use it as an excuse every right. time. Uh, it didn't expire. You gotta know what's reality. Reality is that you pay for things. You can play. So do, you so do what you can do. It doesn't matter if it expired or not. Uh, if, if I tell you it expired, and you still can't find you doing good. bad stuff because oh, you could do what you could do. And, and right. if I tell you it expired and you don't find the energy to do anything, what are you gonna do? You're not gonna do anything. No, but so no, but if you don't, no, but no, but you will. If you will, if a person, if a person says to himself, he says, listen, until now. Until now, I didn't know what life was about. Until now, maybe I got my free passes because of whatever it is. Okay, but right now, I can't live like that. So, exactly, so do it. Right, 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 this correct. is where the word come, should comes into play. Right. Should I do it because it expires or should I? Could you do it? Do it. Can't, no, don't worry if it's not expiring. So he's talking about somebody living out in He's talking about somebody's always... I'm not sure what you're saying. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you're saying. It's about when, if we know when God decided, like if we know when... when our we don't know. We don't know. Don't think about it. Do what you can do. No, but it's important. No, but it's important for a person to realize that the... what, what What's the Lushen? That the... Uh, that the uh, the rooster comes home to roost, meaning there, there's it, there, there's going to come a time. Sure it does. Sure it does because you could say that you could have a guy who's living in a certain bubble. He's living in a world that could be that he is putter from certain things. Could be he is putter. Could be that he's putter. I don't know. I'm saying, right. I know that regardless of, of his knowledge, meaning if he can't do it, then obviously he's putter. That's why he. That's why he, he had any son that he couldn't keep, meaning he's putter from it. 
But you don't get to decide. You do what you do. You can do. Right. Okay. Let, let, okay. Well. Talk, okay. Yeah. Let, let, I, I. I. think it's a very simple point. I'm not sure. I'm sure I'm not on the, the same right. Thing. No. Just don't make excuses. Don't say because right. I was a baby right. every day. I'll be a baby. No, right. you were a baby. Now move on. Right. No one's blaming yeah. you. I, I'm sure there's more to what you're saying. I. 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 I think it's a pretty simple point. I think the point is. I, I'm saying. I'm sure. I'll hear more. What. What exactly? The depth of what you're saying. I'm just saying. The point is pretty simple. The simple point is, is that, is that there's something called a, the lowest level yira, which is a level of yira, which means is that, is that your life doesn't belong to you. Your life was put, you were put in this world for a very specific purpose. And there's only so long that a person can push off his purpose. Now, you don't know exactly what your purpose is, but when a person has an attitude and he realizes that excuses, like Rabbi Tzvi was saying, is that I have an excuse for this, and I have an excuse for this. At the end of the day, your excuses run out. At the end of the day, you don't have your excuses anymore. And it's time for a person to perform. When is that? I don't know when that is. But that's what the Ramchal says. That's the way it is. Yes, Yassi. I feel like it's more responsibility. Like, after a while, you're like, enough with the excuses. Right. Right, exactly. Correct. Beautiful. Yossi. Yossi. Right. Right. What changed it for me, I felt responsible for myself. So I'm like, I'm complaining about my past for the past who knows how long. Stop complaining and you owe it to yourself. Right. To Beautiful. 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 Yes, Shalom. I'm just back on what before was me and Shlaimi. I just want to say what I, what I brought out from that was that it's just really amazing to see, not specifically in regards to what we were talking about, but in regards to how really the world is made, like, however, that everybody is different. And something else will work for someone else. Right. So that's really just what I got out of it. Like, I said something and he said, like, the total opposite. Right. And that means that everything in between as well. So really, Correct. no one knows, but also everybody else is just different. And you just gotta like appreciate that and not like judge. Also, that comes with not judging anybody because like, it just rolls in. Like you don't know what anybody's going through. And Correct. All beautiful. Shalom. Beautiful. 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 Okay, let's go to the next level. The next level is the level that we're trying to attain. So the first level is like we're all talking about. Like Yossi said, owning it. You owe it to yourself. Why are you put on this world? And especially in our generation, where we live in a generation, I have to say this because it's so important, because it's only going to get harder and harder. We live in a generation of tremendous distractions. We live in a generation of tremendous social pressure, of people expecting things from us, not just the peop- people that we're physically involved with that we see every day, but people anywhere, everywhere, whatever it is, that there's a certain image that everybody has to sort of, you know, this false image of what I'm supposed to be. So the shot is that it's very difficult for a person a lot of times to really, really tune into himself. How much time does a person, someone told me the other day, a a mature person told this to me, someone who's close to their 30s, they said they just learned, right, not someone in yeshiva, they said they just learned how to put their, their phone on airplane mode for like a few minutes a day just to get a sense of menuchas hanefesh. Just to get a sense of like, whoa, like how am I living, how am I spending my energy, my thoughts, my heart, my emotions, right? When a person, if you think about it, what's going to happen to all of us here, God willing, when you're going to get married, you're sitting at the supper table, who knows what type of gadgets Who knows what type of distractions are going to be to be able to have. That's the beauty of Shabbos. People don't realize. I said to my kids this Shabbos. The beauty of Shabbos. People who are on their phones on Shabbos or people who don't have Shabbos. It's not the Shabbos. I'm not talking about whether they're going to burn or they're not going to burn. That's not my business. One thing I could say is that I feel terrible for them. The reason I feel terrible for them is because it means they don't have rest. They don't have emotional peace. They don't have a time in their life 
where they could just sit there. Now, oh, someone's going to say, oh, that's because I have anxiety. It's hard for me not to have my e-cig. It's hard for me not to have my cell phone. Well, guess what? Guess what? If you didn't have your e-cig and you didn't have your smartphone on Shabbos and you were forced to go ahead and be there with yourself, I guarantee you, guarantee you, you will break through that anxiety. I've never met a person who's so not anxious that he's, right? A guy who's doing the e-cig, and again, not, nothing against e-cigs. I'm not, a guy who's doing the e-cig and can't get off his phone, he's the anxious person. Think about it. Let's, let's just break it down logically. The guy who's, on, who's e-cigging and who's, how do you say, smartphoning, he's phoning, right? Whatever the word for that is, right? He's doing, he's phoning. What, what's the word? They've got to make a word. Shall make a word? He's being phony. Right, but think about it. The guy who's, what did he say? What did he say? He said it also. He said phoning. I say he's in the phone. He said he's a phony. Phony. He's in the phone cell. Right, phony. So, so, but no, but I want to, I, but I want to, I want everyone to hear this. I want everyone to hear this. The guy who smoked, I, this is very important. I think this is very important. And I think all of you guys can relate to this. You guys, the guy who's smoking, right, is having a terrible time. The guy who's smoking has anxiety up the roof. So I'm saying, isn't it ironic? If the shot was, is that my phone? Meaning, why does a guy say, oh, I can't let go of my phone, I can't let go of my e-cig, and I can't get let go of the drinking or that? Why? Because I'm too anxious. No, 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 no. That helps you be anxious. That helps you be anxious. It's a lie. There's no gray lie. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with so many people who once they start getting off of these things, so they're all afraid that I gotta hold on to my, and know what they are? They are pacifiers, just call it what it is. They're adult pacifiers, that's all they are. A little child, right, needs his pacifier to keep him calm. So you think you need those things to keep you calm? They don't keep you calm, you're still anxious. Because if they kept you calm, right, then you wouldn't need it. But what happens, once a person stops smoking, once a person stops phoning, once a person stops e-cigging, once a person stops all of these vices, then what happens is what he's afraid of is the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite of what he's afraid of. He's finally free. Because if you introduce me to a heroin addict, or you introduce me to a guy who is phoning all day, or you introduce me to a guy who is doing all that a day, and he was the most calmest, chillest, with no anxiety, I'd be like, well, let me, well, Baruch Shem, I don't have anxiety. Baruch Shem, I've worked on it the other way. So I'm saying, if, 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 if I did have anxiety, I'd be like, so show me where the stuff is so I can have a lack of anxiety. But if you want anxiety, and you want anxiety, then you'll get those things. That's, 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 uh, that's usually the way it works. Question, comments? Because then I want to get to, wait, I don't know how I got into that. I have no idea how we got into it. Anyone remember? Smash your everywhere, no one. Oh, Shabbos. <laughs> why did I get to Shabbos? <laughs> You're at the right, but how did I get that? Oh, so that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Sorry like this. So there's a reason to keep Shabbos. There's a reason to get rid of those vices for that, for that thing. Oh, then there's the second level. Who, uh, Daniel, you had your hand up. I just want to say I love it. You love what? You love what? <laughs> so good, you like that muscle? Okay, thank you. I want to apologize. Right? Yes. I said it not, uh, not such a respectful comment a minute ago. Rev was trying to remember what he said. He said, smash your rear view mirror. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great comment. That's a great comment. Go ahead, slam me. Go ahead. Okay, now let's move to the level. Now let's move. See, see this is now let's move Dovi. Let's move to the level of relationship. This is where it's really at. This is where it's really at. And you can't move to the level of relationship unless you really get to the first level. You can't move to the level of relationship until, like Yossi said so beautifully, right, what you owe it to yourself. First, you have to live, right? We've spoken about this, but it's good to cause this over. There's dependence, and there's independence, and then there's interdependence. The ultimate goal of every relationship is the ultimate goal of marriage, 
the ultimate goal of relationships in general, of ish v'isha in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, is to get to a level of interdependence, which means, which means if you're in a level of dependence, right, how interesting is it that a person is dependent, is the, Daniel is the pacifier. I'm dependent on my pacifier to be happy. When you're living in the world of dependence, most people in the world, as the Mechta Melio says, you're either in one or the other. You can't be in both. You're either totally a taker or you're a giver. There's no middle of the road. And in each area in your life, you'll analyze yourself, am I a taker or am I a giver? So in the world of taking, there's much sadness. The reason there's sadness in the world of taking is because I'm dependent on other people to make me happy. I'm dependent on my wife to make me happy. I'm dependent on my mommy and my daddy to make me happy and to make up for all of the lost time that we had as children and a father. That's usually what happens in a stage that you're in. When you're a teenager, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, is very hard. That's why it's a very hard stage because you're transitioning from dependent to independent. Most people just get this. You guys are finished your... Anyone who rebelled, you finished your rebellion stage. Sorry to, sorry to disappoint you, but your rebellion stage is over. The reason your rebellion stage is over is because you can't rebel when you're 18, 19, because you're already becoming independent. A rebel, think about it, a rebel in reality is rebelling against someone. But once you're independent, who are you rebelling? You know who you're rebelling against? You're rebelling against yourself, ultimately. Ultimately. Because a rebel, that's why teenagers are the ones who are more rebellious. Why, why are a teenager? A little kid is much too young to rebel because he can't rebel. He's too young. He's too, who said that? Who said that? What did you say? Mayor, he's too dependent. Beautiful. He's too dependent, so he has no, he has no sense of self at all. He has no sense of self. The ego, once a person reaches puberty, and then you start getting a sense of self then you could rebel. But the problem is, guys, you only have a few years to rebel. Because once you become 18, 19, and you graduate high school, so then who are you rebelling against? If you're still rebelling, and I mean this in all seriousness, it's a very serious thing, because a guy could be my age, and he could still be rebelling against his parents. A guy could be however old you are, right? He could still be. He could still be rebelling. Still be rebelling. So the goal in life, and then I want to hear from you guys, the goal in life is really to become independent, is to first break out of your dependence, whatever that dependence might be. And it's sometimes hard to even imagine to break out of the childhood that I always wanted. I want my mother to mother me. I want my father to father me. I want to have my siblings. I want to have that, that growing up the way I wanted to grow up. So when you're a teenager, you rebel against that because of the pain, whatever it is. But then you get to a certain stage from 18, 19, 20, 21, where it's time to build your own family. And it's time to start at the level of independence. Question, comments with independence, which really is why people have trouble with their relationship with Hashem. The reason people have trouble with their relationship with Hashem is because when you're a little kid, Who's Hashem? What's Hashem? Hashem's whatever. Hashem is here. Hashem is here. Hashem is truly here. That's all you know about Hashem, which is fine. But then most of the time, right, people who have trouble, right, guys, we're guys. So we have father issues, right? Father issues, those are usually what guys have. Dad, child, because you're a son, right? Moms and daughters, they have their stuff, right? But I'm saying father, it doesn't mean a person can't have issues with his mother. But a lot of times it's usually dad issues. And God is usually intertwined with the, with the dad issues. God and dad are usually intertwined. Okay, it's not, we're not doing a psychology class. You'll speak to Aaron Smile. It's about the uh, psychology behind that. Right? Aaron. Aaron. But, there, but, 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 but the point is, the point is, the point is, is that it all, the question is what your relationships are becoming. And the first relationship that you need to have is the relationship with yourself, which is getting out of the world of dependence. Okay, I want to hear question, comments, Michal, and then Mayor, uh, Ripsil Karaba. Yeah, and, um, I, I checked this thing that you said about um, rebelling is just a very powerful idea that I hope I'm going to remember and like spread and like, internalize that um, 
you're, once you're independent, you can't rebel. It's not your own. So um, I just the uh, interesting thing that with um, with all these um, m um, money schemes, uh, I read an article that what they do when the, with the Ponzi schemes and the pyramid schemes, and they try to like get you into buy the whatever they're selling, is that they put like 90% emphasis on how the government. Is, is not letting you make your money. Right. And they put so much blame, it drives your emotions so high that as soon as they put the carrot out of whatever they're selling, you jump on it. Right. And, and people literally lose like their entire bank accounts. So I just feel like in the financial world, that's true. Like in the spiritual and emotional world, like it's so true. Also, like as long as I'm in the world of like, yeah, like, you know, big brother is preventing me from being, you know, my father, my mother, my, my yeshiva from like 10 years ago is preventing me. So then that's a lot of times why we wind up with unhealthy habits because whatever seems to be the, the most the quickest way to get me out, that carrot comes out, I end up, you know, just hurting myself more. So as soon as a person like realizes that like it's not big brother and it's not, you know, the government, it's not his parents and it's not his, uh, it's not his friend's mother that, you know, they don't let them play with each other because he was wearing such <coughs> words on it when he was married. Um, yes, yeah, so as soon as it happens, then we can really, like, I can't emphasize it more. Like, right. Well, just that's when you can, that's the first of Shkarech Karaba. I want to say, I want to say that that is truly when a person, Rav Simcharaba, you're saying it, the freedom, and I, 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 I wish I had a better word because it's even more powerful than freedom. The ability to live your life. The ability to live your life the way you want to live. And Daniel, I'm going to reference it again. Figure out, make a list of what your adult pacifiers are. And start weaning off of it. Because just like if you saw a kid, right? If you saw a kid walking down, right? If you saw a guy, not a kid. I've seen it sometimes. You see, unfortunately, I've been to a mental institution where I visited people Right, I've, I've been there, and I remember seeing an adult. It's a very sad thing to see. I saw a, she must have been in her 20s, holding a blanket and sucking her thumb. That was very, very painful to see. It's very, very painful to see. To see someone holding a, a blanket and sucking her thumb as a 20-whatever-year-old. Now, the reason I'm referencing that is that figure out what your blanket is and what your thumb is. Because you have a blanket and you have a thumb that you're also sucking and holding onto that might not look like a thumb and might not look like a blanket. But it's no different than that blanket, right? Now, for example, if it was accepted by society, which maybe they'll do one day, right? They'll start posting that it's cool to walk around with a blanket and a thumb and thumb in your mouth. Then people will do that and they'll be like, wow, that's so cool, right? All you need is one, some Hollywood wacko to start doing that and to go on stage and do that. Everybody will be like, yeah, it's all cool, right? And then it becomes cool. So why am I saying that? Why, why am I saying that? Because there are different things that are cool because society says, oh, Zeph. Because society says that they're cool. But ultimately, what is it? Ultimately, you're sucking your thumb and you have a blanket. That's ultimately what it is. It's the same exact thing. Netflix, believe it or not, Netflix could be a blanket or a pacifier. And I mean that for real. Why? When do you get your blanket and your pacifier? When, you're, when, you're when does a kid grab, when does a kid want his blankie? The kid wants his blankie when things, when they get anxious, when they get tense, whatever it is. Okay. It's the exact same, like you see a kid laying in, in their bed and they're playing with something and you can see an adult doing the same thing with their phone. Right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Same exact thing. Now it's hard to do that because we don't want to let go of these things. But it's important to, you got to let go. Don't throw the phones out. Rivario doesn't have a phone. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Right? Yes, Morty. So what's, uh, what's the next uh, level? What? We'll get to that. I mean, I'm not there yet. We're not. No, I'm saying. I mean, I no, no. I'm saying we're 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 not good. We got. We didn't get the Ramchal. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't go into the next. The next level more. And I'll just give you a little foreshadowing. The next level, believe it or not, is love. That's why people. That's why people. That's why people have trouble love. Well, he no. He'll say it in Yira. Love. The reason, 
If you read in Lahavdal, if you read Lahavdal, if you read in the five love languages, if you read in the five languages, the Machavin, meaning it takes it takes them to realize they have a line, he has a line in there, I forgot where it is, I could find it, where he says straight out that love is about giving. That's what love is about. Ahava, right now I'm saying it's Pashat. The word love in Hebrew means, oh wow. The word love, Dovrakel. Shot is is that is that if in the in the Morty was asking so what's next? What's next is what's next is see well, let's just backtrack for one second. I like your question. I want to just backtrack. What what happens a lot of times is a person is missing a person's missing let's say love. Person as a child or a person as a teenager whatever it is is missing love. They're missing it. They're missing a feeling that they want. So what do they do? They go out and they try and get it as a dependent. And you become dependent. You go out, you go out to try and get this love, but the love is something that is dependent. It's not true love. Love is, and I'm telling you this, if the fact that you could read, I've, I've said this book, maybe I'll find it for you, in the five love languages, he says straight out, he says straight out that love is about giving. I spoke to someone recently who is who is single and they're dating and they're very frustrated because they're looking to get married and this it's actually a girl and she spoke to me listen to what she told me she told me she's in more pain from the fact that she wants to give to somebody she goes ahead and she loves playing with her nieces and nephews and she loves helping out her siblings who go ahead right who go ahead and yeah, yes he is. But what's the child? What was what was she saying? But I want but I want everyone to hear this so this is so this is so important, guys. Listen to this. It's so so important. Because the world the world makes the love of what can somebody do for me. The whole world of movies, the world of the way we grow up, whatever it is, is what can somebody do for me? And the irony of that is that people are so sad when you live in that world waiting for what can somebody do for me. And I was thinking when I was talking to this, to this person that I thought they were going to say, I want someone to love me. But no, that's not what she said. I want to love, I want to give to somebody else. I want to give to somebody else. And that's what's, so when you're a little bit younger, you don't look at it that way, because you, you, you might be still, Morty, that's what I'm saying, you might be still on the level of your adult pacifier. But the second you go out of that, what you live in, what you end up living in, is you live in a world of giving all around you, loving all around you. And the whole world is a place where you have an opportunity. People who are down and sad, what happens when a person's sad? When a person is sad, what does he do? He gets into himself. When a person's sad, he looks down, he crunches up, he's like this. When a person's happy, he's expansive. He's hispastus. He's so out to give, to help other people. When people feel sorry about themselves, they're totally, totally in their own head. They're in their own mind. When you go ahead and you start giving to other people and you force yourself to do for other people, even if it's doing something for your parents, even if it's something, right? How many times do we speak about that? When a person's waiting for their father, their mother to reach out to them to be my mommy and my daddy, it ain't, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. If you go ahead and you call your father, you call your mother, you go ahead and you reach out to your brother, you reach out to other people, whatever it is, someone who you don't like. They say the biggest way to help somebody who doesn't like you or you don't like is to give to them. Get into a relationship with them. Give, again, you don't have to be best friends with them. When you start giving, that's why parents love children more than children love parents. Why? Because what do children do? We just take from our parents. Or we want to take from our parents. Why does a father love a child more? Why does a mother naturally? Why? It's not natural. It's because when you change diapers and you pay for them and you take them and you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning for them, that creates love. So Morty, you're living for them. 
Correct. Correct. Beautiful. Yossi. Yossi. Especially a guy like Yossi. Especially a guy like Yossi. With that smile, Yossi. With your hand. Okay, we'll wrap it up. Yes. Right. Then I would think it's worse than not giving at all because right. you get all disappointed and you get upset. Correct. And Correct. When you're just giving someone just to give, just to Correct. help someone else, Correct. it like changes everything. Correct. Beautiful Elish. Go ahead, Right. Beautiful. It's like the accepting thing. I just have to say it because it's so important. It's like the accepting thing we've spoken about. It's like people will say, Oh, you gotta accept him. You have to accept your child. You're not really accepting your child. You're like, I'm accepting my child. Now that I accepted my child, is he going to change? Right? I accept myself. People say that. Oh, you got to accept yourself. Okay, I accept myself. Now that I accepted myself, now am I able to change? That's not true acceptance. It's similar to the true giving. When you're totally, totally tuned in, right? It's Minash Mayim, that uh, Dove Perkel. I don't know if how many people know Dove Perkel, right? Speak to have one conversation with Dove Perkel, right? His whole essence is to give. His whole essence is just to give and give and give and give and give and give and give. And it's not something, it's not something that he didn't work on. It's not something that he didn't work on. He worked on it. He continues to work on it. Hashem should help each other. Yes, Michal. Um, yes, yes. 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 Right. 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 Correct. Correct. Right. You guys listening to this? This is very important what Michal's saying. I just want to, can I give you another stage that you're not at yet that's going to happen if you don't stop the blame game or you don't get used to not the blame game? So he stopped at a certain age because he didn't get there yet. Then what happens is you get married and then who are you going to blame? I promise. I promise. What's going to happen? You're going to get married. Who are you going to blame? If you're pulling out the blame card, you're always going to pull out the blame card. When you were a teenager, you may, maybe pulled it out against mom and dad. It could be now you still pull, pull it out against dad and mom. could be. People, like I said, you could be 40, 50, 60 years old, still pulling out the blame game. You pull out that, you pull out against God. When you get married, you're going to fall in love. Right? Everybody here will fall in love. Amen. And then what happens? Then you start pulling the blame card against honey. That's what you're going to do. And then you have children. And then what happens? Right? You'll start blaming... Right? You start blaming your in-laws. You start saying, oh, because I married this woman. Because I married this situation. If you're blaming, you're blaming, you're blaming. <laughs> Hashem should help each and every one. Thank you, Michal. Yes. Yeah, please. Um, I want to everyone to tell me that how do you know when you're ready to get married and yeah. when you're ready to love yourself. Right. Right. So I just, I don't know if this even connects. I just have to think that you know also that you're ready to get married but you don't take the blame on yourself and not put it on others. Okay, good, yeah. Now, I want to say something what Paul's saying. Yeah. He said something so deep. I want to end off, I want to end off. Michal just triggered me for something that is very, very, very strong. Michal said something so powerful. Michal said, when you, when you stop, he said there are two things. Loving yourself, I want everyone to hear this, this is so important. Loving yourself, loving yourself, and not blaming others. And really, I'm not going to say blaming yourself. I'm going to say owning, taking responsibility. 
So do you see the parallel here? Loving yourself. Loving yourself. You begin to love yourself when you begin to take full responsibility for yourself. And when you stop blaming other people for your life. Because the second you begin to take full control of your life, there's no greater love that you're going to have for yourself because you owe it, as Yossi was saying earlier, you owe it to yourself to live the life that you want to live. And as long as you thank you, Michal, thank you, Michal, when a person, yeah, thank you. So Hashem should help each and every one of us to live our lives the way we want to live our life. No, Gabi, and I'm sure you got a lot. He's living, Gabi. He's, he's still, re- still receiving. Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zoha, each and every one of us. These are the days, guys. You realize where the clock is ticking? You realize that we're Erev, right? Shvat. We're Erev Shvat, which means we're a month away from Adar, which means basically, basically, you're going to have to start packing soon. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. Yeah, 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 correct. For measures, but it's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's another, it's, it's, you're in your life, right? You look at a guy like Shruli. Shruli. Guy who came here to work, to work. How many blots did you do already? Twenty. Already twenty-two. And he's learning a blot of himself too. Hashem should help us all to smash, as Shlaimi said before. We should all be zayicha to smash our rearview mirrors. We should all be zayicha to continue. In the beautiful past, Shalom, it's amazing having you around, Shalom. It's great having you in It's amazing having you. Hashem should help us live today as the first day of the rest of our life. Have a wonderful day, everybody.